my question for you is, want to take the fast track to your career in technology? Earn your computer science degree online from Oregon State University eCampus and tap into unlimited career possibilities. This fully online program offers flexible academic plans so you can balance rigorous coursework with your life commitments. And when you apply, use the code REBOUND to waive your application fee. Learn more at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash rebound and use the code REBOUND. Okay, I will. Uh, yeah. We're down a man. James Thompson's not here? Yeah, I know. Isn't that? That's kind of disappointing. <laughs> It's too late for him. We can't do it. You can't do a night show with James Thompson. It's true. It wouldn't be fair yeah. to him. I'm going to text him just to see if he's awake. No. He, it's like, it's like what? what is it? It's like three in the morning? I don't know. I don't know what time it is. I but texted him, man, I hope you're sleeping right now and that you use do not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> That's just cruel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm he might be up. I mean, you know, these programmer people, you know how they, they are. They stay up all night. I mean, I think he and like uh, our good friend Guy English and um, Will Shipley, like those guys, every time I see them on Twitter, they're up from like midnight to 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. It's bonkers. At least. I, even in the time when I was a programmer, that was never my thing. Like I was complaining to you before we started recording that I'm just I, I'm so I've always been a morning person and I've never oh, been a night person. Can't can't do it. I'm not a good programmer, but I am a night person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm more of a night person. Like I would stay up until I was actually talking to somebody about this last night. I would stay up, but left to my own devices, I would probably stay up until two every night. Then, mm. but not four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's a big difference there. Um, you know, speaking of computer guys, I uh, mm-hmm. I have nearly finished a Kindle book. Um, I haven't quite finished it yet, but I'm, I'm nearly done. I mean, it's a regular book. Whenever you on the Kindle, um came out a while ago and uh it's got some real bad real poorly written hacking related scenes in there oh and it's it's co-written by president william jefferson clinton it's the president is missing that book he wrote with uh, oh patterson oh yeah yeah and i was like yeah i'll I'll get it from the library on my kindle and i did man there's some like clearly they talked to people who understood hacking (laughs) and then they stopped listening and wrote the book (laughs) that's pretty great there's literally a climactic scene where they're guessing passwords for a really, really important thing. And they're just guessing words, like not words plus numbers. <laughs> and it's like, try it in lowercase, try it in all capitals, try it with a capital and then lowercase. <laughs> and like this scene goes on for page after page after page. <laughs> try the place where she was born. Try her birthday. And it does These not are terrible out. passwords. And there are no, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh no, unlimited tries. Unlimited tries. That's really, you know, the best security. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I set all of my passwords using Capital One's requirements. That's how I do it. Oh, that's a good idea. Always a yeah. good idea. I mean, I, at this point, I don't even... Well, fortunately, I don't have a Capital One card, but they probably have my information anyway, you know? I mean, I, I just, want I just assume season. that most of the credit card companies have my information in some way or another. My social security number is 610-373-5330. <laughs> Um, that was my childhood phone number. Feel free to call it. I don't live here anymore. <laughs> and, uh, but, but man, it's like, I, I don't, did you claim your $125 from, from Equifax? I did. I did. I don't know if I successfully, did you get an email confirmation? 
Uh, not that I noticed, although I what, didn't really. I didn't check my spam folder, so I don't know. All I, I know is I, that when I did, it's like that didn't work. Try it again, and then I refreshed, and it was like welcome. And I was like, okay, so <laughs> I might have to try again at some point. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't, and I didn't do like there was like you could do claim ten hours of. You know, there's only there's only. I mean, I I agree that these the you know you should really stick it to these people. And if you want to go ahead and claim ten hours, like you you actually worked for ten hours. If this, you've got this, the this hack caused you ten hours of grief. Yeah. Then go ahead and do that. I don't care. I mean, but I I couldn't bring myself to do that. It was just like, you know. So I just went for the hundred and whatever it was, hundred and twenty five or whatever it was. Oh, I a hundred percent think that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's and I think it's. I read something. I think it was Slate that said it's our civic duty as Americans to do it. Um, yeah, well, and I think that's right. Like, let's so show too. these companies that doing this sucks. Hey, I right. successfully did it this time. The first time. I. By the way, if you're listening, like, is Lex drinking? He keeps slurring his words. No, he's just tired. <laughs> did not. Drink. I have a seltzer. Uh, but yeah, I, I have now successfully submitted. It literally takes 25 seconds. I did it from the time I said, "Did you yeah, do it?" Quite, till now. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows if we'll ever see anything? I mean. <laughs> Well, even if we don't, hackers probably will. They're getting all the information from the settlement website. <laughs> They're getting, yeah, right. getting our information in addition to the information that that they already have. They'll this is just confirming. This is just confirming the information for them. That's what is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to repeat all the questions you answered on this week's uh, talk show. <laughs> Please do go ahead. Um, <laughs> I can, I, I'm fully. Fully prepared to re-answer those questions. I spent about eighty minutes listening so far, so there's like four hours left. Mm-hmm. But right. I'm, I'm making this was a, this is a short one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He said, "You want to be on this week's episode? It's going to be a short one." <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was two hours. Is that what it was? I'll, it was a little more than two hours. And all I know is that when I uh, when I see um, that Gruber is doing a Q and A episode with Moles, like I guess there wasn't that much tech news. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it was before. It was last week. You know, we right. did it on Friday. Yeah. Um, so there really wasn't, there wasn't a, back then. There wasn't that much. If Morin were here, he'd be making us talk about Apple earnings. <laughs> we could talk about. It. There's not much to talk about, really, other than you know they beat they beat the estimates and the stock is up. That's basically it, right? But what's amazing is the different headlines you can see depending on where you look. Because the New York Times headline: Apple report. <laughs> I really cannot speak. Apple reports declining profits and stagnant growth again. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fake news. That's why they're failing. That's why they're failing. Wasn't well, what something was up one percent. Wasn't uh... revenue rose one percent, but its net income has fallen thirteen percent. Okay, but I want to be clear. I'm a I'm a chief revenue officer. I'm a C level revenue executive. I don't mind if your net income is down thirteen percent. If a revenue rose one percent, and b you're making bajillions of dollars. Right. This is why they, I'm a C level executive. Yeah, because I nobody know seems to, nobody seems to com- nobody complained for years about about Amazon having no profit whatsoever and yeah. and revenue increasing, net income of ten billion dollars, down <laughs> down one and a half billion from the year uh, the year ago quarter. I think somebody pointed out that the uh, I think it's the profit. I can't remember if it's the profit or the revenue, but what, one of those two those two numbers of the wearables business was more than. The like pro- 12 other the, companies know, the, the equal number from facebook and some other huge company combined <laughs> i also i will say i love not having to cover not having to cover apple for a living on apple's earning reports days because you got to mm-hmm. do so many hot takes yeah. and 
you have to find breathless enthusiasm when Tim Cook says like, we're going to release uh, a lot of new products this year. But like that literally could be <laughs> the new phone, which you know they're going to release every year. Like it's, he's yeah. not saying the Apple truck is coming. He's saying we have other shit to do, which they do. It's not a surprise. It happens every year. I think the, one, of the, one of the numbers that people were sort of poking at was the fact that iPhone revenue is now less than half of Apple's overall revenue. I remember it's either revenue or profit. I like yeah, one of those things. Yeah, which is and and this is the thing that people were complaining about for years is like is saying, oh, Apple's so tied to iPhone. You know, the iPhone. What's going to happen? You know, like if suddenly the iPhone business goes away or some ridiculous thing that's not going to happen, and you know, and now that they're increasing their services revenue and they're increasing their revenue from, uh, you know, the wearables business. Uh, <laughs> They're like, oh no, iPhone revenue is going down. Like, <laughs> you can't have it both ways. Yeah, no, I. It's yeah. It, you don't have to be. You can like Apple. You can even cover Apple and not have to be a wizard at understanding financial reports and earnings. Like, if you if you don't know how to analyze it for any other company, you're probably not an expert. Which is a okay by me. And I'm not an expert, but like they're doing just fine. <laughs> Apple's in a situation that honestly I even find a little bit scary for them and for other companies their size or or similar sizes like Google and Microsoft where it would take so much for them to suffer. It would take so much for them to like go out of business, right? Mm -hmm. Because they've got so much money they can just fail and fail and fail and continue to have so much money. Yeah. Nice problem to have, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, while you're thinking about the next thing we're going to cover, I want to say this. Uh, Legacy Box, when they were first an advertiser, I was like, do I even need to try Legacy Box? Like, is that a thing I want? And I was like, well, I have my old videotapes from camp, and I've got these old random small tapes from uh, various small cameras of my kids, and I got all these photos. Yes, I do need Legacy Box. And I send stuff in, and they send you back a thumb drive with all your photos and videos and stuff digitized, and it is awesome. Uh, listen, there there are companies that do this kind of thing. I love the way Legacy Box does it. They literally ship you a box, you fill it up with stuff, you send it back at their expense, and they send you back the, the, the digital version of everything. It is awesome. Uh, simply send in your legacy box filled with old home movies and pictures, and they'll do the rest. The process is super intuitive, also my favorite Marvel movie, with easy-to-follow instructions and safety barcodes included for every item. You'll even get personalized updates at every step, like, we got your box, or now we're digitizing this thing, or now we're doing this one. It's no wonder Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus... For a limited time, they're offering my listeners and John's an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound. To I'm get 40%. listening to you. <laughs> Go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound to get 40% off your first order. That's LegacyBox.com slash rebound and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. It's a good present to your future self. I nailed that. <laughs> Digitize them or bust them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I th- I feel like there's something that you you probably want to talk about, and maybe you're too tired to have remembered that you probably want to talk about this uh, to me in particular. No. What What is it? Tell me. It's the it's the um it's the report from uh, I think the Guardian that uh, contractors Apple contractors have been listening to mm. Siri conversations. Yeah, I so I I actually learned about that from you and John on the talk show. <laughs> believe it or not, 
Um, as I believe you actually learned it from Gruber on the talk show, if memory serves. No, um, no, no. I, I knew I had heard about that before, but. Uh, so oh, yeah, no, no, we, maybe no. Actually, maybe no. That was Friday. Actually, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I think that was breaking on Friday afternoon. So I mean, it's I I have not read the story. I only know about it from uh, you guys on the talk show, actually. And my gut was like, it makes sense. I, I guess the the issue is that it's contractors versus other people, um, uh, like yeah. versus hardcore Apple employees. But like. You have to be able to who, listen. Who, who you presumably don't care if they hear you having sex. Right. <laughs> but is, is that what Siri is doing? Are you triggering Siri while you're having sex? <laughs> well, apparently, I mean, I think it's the buffering thing, right? I think it's, you know, it's like if you have uh, Hey Dingus on, um, it's... No, I, don't, I, I'm I not can't sure imagine they're saying that's recorded because that is typically resident on the device for both the Echoes and for Siri and for, mm. for Google. Okay, it's then, listening then, to that then, on the device. Then it must be, uh, you know... When you actually accidentally shout out Siri's name during sex instead of your significant oh, yeah. others. They are saying that the sound of a zipper uh, can sometimes trigger Siri. Uh, so they're hearing drug deals, business meetings, sex, and private medical appointments. I just want to be clear. I typically have sex and uh, do business meetings during my private medical appointments. That's mm-hmm. just sure. That With your zipper up. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I know, this is why I wear always wear an elastic waistband. <laughs> so, I, I, so you tell me, are you concerned by this? Uh, yeah, I am concerned by it, and I think I mean Jason Snell wrote a piece about it and um, said that this should be an opt-in thing, and there should be a button in the settings that lets you change whether or not. And instead of, I mean, cl- you know, technically, I guess it is an opt-in thing because you know you you click through the stupid EULA, but. Nobody reads that, and nobody's paying any attention. They just want to get their device up and running. So that doesn't that doesn't count. Uh, but I think there should be an after the fact thing that you can turn it off if when you realize that it's not something that you want because currently you can't. Yeah, I, I and I would I, like to turn it off. Yeah, you you don't want them to be monitoring that stuff anymore. I guess if you reset your device to start from zero, you could do it. I suppose I could. But I actually, I mean, I don't know exactly what it turn, what all it turns off. Yeah. Well, I, I think, yeah, yeah. I think, and I get, you know, and and we've talked about this before in regards to other companies as well. Well, but there is a certain amount of, I mean, they need to see this in the wild a bit in order to make it better, I guess. Yeah. Um, But I think, give particularly given Apple's stance on privacy, this is a particularly bad look for them. Yeah, I. Yeah, well, it makes sense to me that these recordings can be heard because they want to improve the service and all those things. I think you're right that you have to always be able to turn that stuff off. Um, I also think that I could see, and this would they would get way fewer reports, right? But you could see setting it up where you would have to have an on-screen interaction to send anything like. A, a small yeah. button on the bottom each time saying, did I get this wrong? Tap here, right? And then, then it sends that thing because you're you're choosing to do it on an interaction-by-interaction interaction basis. But then if you haven't right. tapped anything because it's triggered accidentally, or maybe it should never trigger if it's from a a a page versus a holding down the button kind of thing, like if it seems more <laughs> accidental. Maybe there should be a button that says, I'm having sex right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call that button make-believe. <laughs> Or or I am I am in the middle of a drug deal. 
Please do not record me. I am I am having sex while also <laughs> conducting a drug deal. It's really like, Siri, I need 12 seconds before you start listening again. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Easy jokes. Um, <laughs> there was the other thing. Uh, I don't know if you saw this because Apple had uh, published or maybe updated a page that talked about how great they are on privacy. And then like that same day, Google was like, hey, we found all these vulnerabilities in iMessage. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, right. Like um, There were six of them. I think i thought five had been patched i saw something later that said one of which is not patched yeah there's one of the ones that they reported has not been fixed yeah um uh, at least as of july 29th we're recording on the 30th but on the 29th they said that apple still hadn't fixed one thing but i think it's nice that google's bug team is just uh is catching um is is looking at apple (laughs) stuff for bugs and reporting them that's not good they said that one of them, like, you have so to restart the, the entire phone. Yeah. You have to wipe the phone to get it back. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't need that. I don't know about you, but I definitely don't need that. No, I I don't even need <laughs> iMessages most of the time, to be quite honest. <laughs> uh, do, do, you have, do you get notifications on your phone for stuff? Like, do you leave notifications on as a general rule? Not as a general rule, but the, I definitely have it on for certain things. Because I have a like, if you get a text, is there a sound or a vibration or nothing? No, I I have no, I have sounds off all the time on my phone. I mean, Same. All, you know, and what about vibrations? I mean, the only time I turn it on is if I like there's a cat video or something I want to watch. I yeah, I turn on the sound if I am expecting a call and will be doing something loud. Um, mm. Otherwise, it's always off. But like, do you get vibrations at least, or do you have those yes. off too? No, I have vibrations I, on. I've I've in, interacted with two people recently who have everything off. Like they don't get vibrations. They don't even yeah. get like on screen. They don't get the banners, alerts, anything. And so that's kind of cool. Right. The idea is I'm going to check my phone less. And the right. reality is they check their phone a lot because they got to cycle through some apps <laughs> to see if there's anything. But they check it when they want to, which is all the time, but still. Right. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Know. Gruber and I were talking about our mothers <laughs> and um, how each of, the, each of them, when they're done done with the phone, they turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm gonna use my phone right now i am done with my phone i will shut the phone down and my mom used to put years ago i don't think she does this anymore but she used to put it back in the box <laughs> i i'm gonna turn off my phone as soon as i'm done with it i just don't know when that's gonna be <laughs> when you die <laughs> yeah yeah i would like to be buried clutching my iphone <laughs> honestly two to one odds is gonna happen <laughs> uh- I drew so for Karen's uh, birthday last year. Um, I almost said which one it was, and I'm not going to do that. Uh, her thirtieth. Yeah. Uh, yes. Her, yeah. Okay. Fine. I. You know. Um. I drew a a great pains because I am not an artist. Um. A sort of like a cartoon of our family. Um. And uh. And the one the one thing that I added was in in Hank's hand he is holding an iPhone because <laughs> I thought it would be unrealistic if he were not holding an iPhone. <laughs> So my kids and I really enjoy playing Jackbox games. I like playing them with adults also, but the people I play them with most are my kids. And those are the, the games from, uh, I guess, Jackbox uh, that are That's for like, that every console out. and computer device. And the, the conceit of all those games is that they're multiplayer. They're usually silly. And your controller is your phone or your iOS device or even a computer uh, versus using the console's controllers. And... Um, so let, let me can I can I stop you for a second there, please, to to get clarification because when we got the PlayStation Four, uh, I bought that game on the PlayStation Four for like forty bucks or something like that. I can't remember, 
And and then I was like, we tried to play it, and it was like, oh, you can't, you know, like you can't play with the controllers. You have to play with the phone, correct, or something. And then I went to, oh, like oh, I guess we just need to go download the app. But then the, the app was like twenty bucks or something. No, no, no. Okay, so you did something wrong. There's no app. There's no app. You use a web interface. So oh, you use a web interface. Yeah, yeah. You launch the game, and okay. it's, it says go to Jackbox.tv and enter in this four-digit code or this four-character code. And you type that in, and then you're ready to play, okay. and that's it. And okay. it's very, very well done web apps. I have never had any web downtime from them. Okay. Um, and each one's like custom for the the game you're playing. Because there's, there's now five Jackbox Party Packs and a couple standalone games, and they've been teasing Jackbox Party Pack Six. But uh, my kids love one that's called Faking It, where everybody gets the same instruction except for one person. That's like, you don't know what this is. You got to just try to blend in. Um, so it's like, uh, point to the person in the room who is most addicted to your phone. Uh, to their phone and <laughs> so uh two of my one of my kids was the faker two were not and then i was not and so we all point to me except for one kid who's like pointing it was liam pointing to himself that's what it was i'm like you don't even have a phone you are clearly the faker because he just had no <laughs> idea what it was and um but yeah i i just want to express my gratitude to the jackbox people because i really like playing those games with my kids. kids are notoriously bad at that stuff yeah well what's impressive to me is when they're really good at lying they also have you know games that aren't like that where it's you know uh, who can make the funniest joke or whatever and it's like yeah uh, there, there are some really clever things and i there's a, there, love there's a Wii, i mean in one of the Wii games one of the mario party some well it's not mario party anyway they think it's like Wii party um there's a find the sneak um thing like somebody yeah. has, somebody has been given an advantage in the game you're playing a little little game and then someone has been given advantage and at the end you have to like figure out which one which one right. of the players has been given and he cannot keep a straight face <laughs> <laughs> even now even now he's 15 he still can't keep a straight face that's really funny <sighs> it's like, yeah. was it you was it you and he's like smiling no no <laughs> <laughs> it was you um um, I want to continue this conversation, but first, it appears to me, John, that we all want a haven, a place that feels uniquely you. With Joybird, you get one-of-a-kind furniture crafted to your unique taste. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options, from rich, buttery leather to the plushest velvet you've ever felt. Want a sofa in aquatic blue, a love seat in bubblegum pink? If you can dream it, Joybird can make it a reality. They even have a beautiful selection of outdoor sofas, lounge chairs, and tables. Plus, their free personal design consultants can help nail down your design. Joybird also offers a range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options so that your creations can stand the test of time. I've got kids and pets, so I like that a lot. Best of all, thanks to their 365-day home trial. If you don't love your, your Joybird, you can return for a full refund. See how Joybird can help you design your dream space. Find your joy today at joybird.com slash rebound. You can create the furniture that brings you joy. That's joybird.com slash rebound and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code rebound. One more time. One more time. <laughs> joybird.com slash rebound. It's amazing how I lose the ability to speak after 10 p.m. <laughs> you know what's great is uh, buttery leather, and you know what's not great is leathery butter. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried it? I have, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you ever own an iBook? Yes. Um, did you ever uh, own an original iBook? I don't think so, but we, okay. we definitely had a tangerine iBook. Oh, yeah, well, that's, you know, sort of close. I mean, you had, you had one of the, that style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they, that turned um, twenty years old wow. this past week, which is amazing. I got the I got the blueberry one like right out of the gate. Mm. 
Um, that that demo of wireless connectivity was just. I mean, I was blown away by it. And and then we went to shortly thereafter. We went to Japan, and in Japan. So before that, we had dial up at our house, and and so this is two thousand and. We went to Japan, and the place that we were staying in Japan had had a cable internet, and so fortunately it spoiled my my wife, and she was very amenable <laughs> when we got home to getting to getting cable piped in as fast as we possibly could. But that was like I always used to joke that that was actually the biggest I felt like it was the biggest change in my life over the last you know twenty years or so, um, and that having a kid was second. Like just being able to like being able to have wireless internet was in the house was amazing. Oh, I totally agree. I, my sister was the first family I knew where they had Wi-Fi, and I just could not believe that it worked. Yeah, and we used to sit like in our old house. We used to sit on the porch and um, just just sit there with the computers and watch people go by. I don't think I we, can. We had a bit. We lived on a busy street back then. I, I can name all the desktop Macs I've owned. I don't know if I can name all the, the laptops. Um, I remember. Uh, my mom had a couple of the Mac laptops that had the uh, built-in trackball, and mm, then those yeah. first trackpads on on Power Books were horrible. Like I, I still can get um, uh, 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 goosebumps if I think about the way there was something about the texture of those old trackpads that really skeeved me out. And they I were very them. small too. Yeah, very small. Yeah. Um, and I bought one used off eBay. I feel like it was grayscale, but I guess that can't. Maybe that's not true. But I bought a, a Power book off uh ebay when i was in college i took it to la with me when i was interning in la one summer um and i would sometimes at the end of the day i was interning at this movie production studio and it was long hours and at the end of the day i'd be so tired like i'm just gonna leave my laptop bag in the car and go upstairs to my sublet apartment Uh, (laughs) and then one time we didn't lock the doors of the car and that's what the last day i had my power book (laughs) that will definitely do it I still miss that power book every day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, uh, knock on wood, knock on wood, I've never had a computer stolen, I don't think. It's the only one I've had stolen. Yeah. That was before online backup existed. I still miss it. I had written 90 pages of a script. Ooh. I never wrote a script again. (laughs) (laughs) So you learned your lesson. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, I had that. I had that iBook, and then I had uh, like a white one, like just like the square, the squarish white one. Later, like a twelve inch, I think it was right. Twelve, they had a twelve and a fourteen. I had that. Yeah. I had that one, twelve inch. Both, and actually, I still have the blueberry one. As you, you know, I'm sure that will come as absolutely no surprise. Yeah, I'm not shocked. No, yeah, that's worth keeping around for. I don't know. Maybe it's not. <laughs> it doesn't take up that much room. Let's put it that way. It's it's definitely the least egregious space wise of the old Macs that I have around the house. Yeah, the most egregious would be this um, uh, Performa <laughs> that's right here at my feet. <laughs> that is a lot of machine. Do you uh do you use your old Macs or do you just have your old Macs? We um, occasionally, I mean, Hank has actually been on me to, to drag this thing out again uh, recently. Uh, every once in a while he likes to, he gets a, he remembers that they're down here and in, in, in the basement and wants to pull it out. The problem is I just, it's a pain in the ass to set up. <laughs> and then, you know, he'll use it for a couple hours and, and then at some point we'll, you know, and then it will sit there for 
14 weeks and until I finally decide it has to be taken apart again. And, and then like two weeks later, he'll want to put it back together again. So yeah, I don't have the room to have it set up all the time. Uh, I just don't have a desk space anywhere. So yeah, but you no, know, but we use, I mean, I think we use them most, I mean, almost all of them from time to time, but not, not very much. I mean, if they went away, it would not be, I mean, I don't, nobody, nobody would really be crying. So, and they probably, <laughs> they probably should, but like, I don't really, I just like, I don't want to throw them in the dumpster or anything. I don't even want to take them to like, you know, to like a proper recycling place because they still work. And it seems, it seems wrong. And then, you know, and then what are you going to do? You're going to sell them on eBay. And I'm like, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. That seems like, that seems like a pain in the ass. So I mean, if you've got the space. Plus I have a room, basement, which is yeah. having a basement is really the problem. <laughs> and if, listen, if they make you happy to have, and you've got the space for it. I love it. I, yeah. I regret every Mac that I don't have. I have an iMac that's been on the floor of my office for probably 18 months at this point. And I just, I love that iMac. I don't want to get rid of it. I don't know if yeah. I'm ever going to use it, but I like it. I like that it's there. It's ready yeah. for me if I ever need it. Right. <laughs> and you won't, but it's ready no. for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you running any public betas? I still have not installed any of the betas. None of them, really. I, okay. I, I've got two different work trips in August, and I just yeah. I hate when I'm traveling and I run the battery down. Well, and I only have it installed on an old uh, iPad Air two, uh, iOS yeah. thirteen, and it seems fine. And I have been, I guess, lucky in that I haven't because that is tied to my Apple ID and it or my iCloud account, and. I have not experienced any problems with my iCloud stuff, but apparently That's people good. have. So in general, I mean, if you think if you're going to install it, don't, uh, don't install it on something. Like if you can avoid it, don't install it on something that's got your, that's tied to your iCloud account, which then becomes kind of a pain in the ass because, you know, if you want to play around with it, you don't have anything to play with. Yeah. I, I got to say there are times when I'm just desperate to install a new iOS update and there's other times when I can just be patient. And here I'm patient. I don't know what I'm excited about, which is not meant as a criticism. I I was thinking about this uh, earlier this week too. That like, I was reading some rumors that where I then had to like research terms to understand what I was reading. But that, uh, and I'm gonna forget it now. But that the next iPhone is gonna have um, light aware cameras. That's not what it was. You know the? Did you know the story I'm talking about? It was like. Uh, light distance cameras. I don't know. It was some fancy like, yeah, version I mean, of camera. Yeah, I mean, that sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't um, remember exactly what the uh, what the point of it was. And like, but the idea was that you'd know that the next iPhone could have some fancier camera technology. Oh, a time of flight camera was what it was called. And then I had to learn what the hell a time of flight camera was. There's a story on the Verge about it. Okay. And um, I was basically the point I'm trying to make is what I was thinking about was, and I've talked about this on the show before. I think. Uh, they're really good, these phones. Not John's, but everybody else's phone that's using like a modern non-SE phone is really good. <laughs> and like, you know they're going to make new ones that are better, but like, it's hard to make them much, much better now. Uh, yeah. Because they're really, really good. And like, the camera could be better, but I'm already taking pictures I love. And I'm sure, like, listen, I saw Portrait Mode. I was like, I must have Portrait Mode. And whatever it is, I'll be like, I must have that thing too. But And I'll say it in that voice. But I, <laughs> I, I they're really... Uh, I, I get why iPhone sales slow, and it's not just because you know new iPhones are expensive or because your old iPhone is good enough. It's because your old iPhone is fantastic; like they're really good. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's all. I, I mean, about. you know, I'm perfectly happy with mine. I mean, there's stuff that I wish that I had, I but I don't like. I topped out on the camera stuff uh, like before this phone, 
and just don't like i'm not as big a i I guess i just don't take as many photographs as i used to for some reason whatever the reason is um and and then nothing else is really like i would would do i want face id on my phone i don't even know if i want face id on my phone i'm perfectly fine with touch id I, I do like it. I think it works for me on my iPad. It works really well. I've really had very little problem with it on my iPad. So it might be I, nice. But I, I like uh, Face ID on the iPhone just because I love the not having a home button. For some reason, that's been a big yeah. deal to me. Um, and of course, I, today as we're recording, you we saw those stories about Google's version of Face ID and how it's supposed to be so much better. Like mm-hmm. device orientation doesn't matter and it'll start unlocking just because you're moving your phone. <laughs> like... And then I saw people saying, well, Apple keep up. It's like, listen, that's not exactly how it works. If somebody else invents the thing and then somebody else does a knockoff that's not even out yet or tested, it's not a question of is Apple going to keep up. It's like, what's the next thing? Like, Yeah. And do you think Apple is just not working on Face ID at yeah. all? You're like, well, we nailed it. It's good. Yeah, right. We're, we're done. I mean, they, they, I guess there are certain technologies that they have done that with, but they're, it's not as something that's as signature as, and as integral to across the lineup as Face ID. Because, I yeah. mean, because there are also, like, a lot of people are saying now that what the rumors are that uh, 3D Touch is going away. And, you know, some people are bemoaning that because if it's saying that it would have been a great technology if Apple had committed to it. But I think they just realized that they didn't want to. And that it was, I guess, possibly the parts for it were more expensive than they wanted to put in the devices and that they could get like a reasonable facsimile of the same thing with haptic feedback. So, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I, it doesn't seem like 3d touch was so beloved that it's worth really complaining about it going away. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm one of the very few people I know who uses 3d touch and I do like it, but I think I'll be okay with it. If a long press does the same thing, I think I'll be yeah. all right. Right. I think I'll be just fine. I don't want you to worry. Okay, I'll try not to. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll call. And if and if I do worry at like three o'clock in the morning, I can just text you, just like you texted James. Right. The good thing is I do not disturb, just like James clearly does, because I have not roused him. <laughs> Are we sure about that? I know maybe that he's somewhere. Just, maybe he's just steaming. <laughs> he is. He is thinking about how the, he pronounces it urinal. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> That's the Scots for you. There's one more thing I want to say. Again, if you want to take the fast track to your career in technology, earn your computer science degree online from Oregon State University eCampus and tap into unlimited career possibilities. This fully online program offers flexible academic plans so you can balance rigorous coursework with your life commitments. And when you apply, use the code REBOUND to waive your application fee. Learn more at eCampus.OregonState.edu slash REBOUND and use the code REBOUND.